Do you ever need a reminder to say thank you? Now, if you're an adult, you're probably thinking, well, no, of course not. I know that. That's the polite thing to do. And if we think of our children, maybe we think, yeah, I know that they need some reminders. Last month when I took my little guys trick-or-treating, and yes, I go trick-or-treating because I like the free candy, I had to keep reminding them, say thank you all night long. But you know, it really isn't just the kids who need reminders to say thank you. We adults need that reminder too. Think of how much God has given us. Think of how regularly, adequately, and perfectly He has supplied all of our needs. And yet, how often do we stop to reflect on all of those blessings after we have received them to simply say, thank you? We need a little help. We need a reminder. And there's good news. There's an app for that. It's the scriptures which call us to give thanks, and worship services like this that provide us the opportunity to do it. This month, as we've been reflecting on the theme, there's a time for everything. Tonight, we stop and pause to be reminded that there is a time to raise our hands in praise and thanksgiving. We're going to reflect this evening on a a very small psalm in the scriptures, Psalm 134. It only has three verses. We'll look at the first two right now. Attention! Praise the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who serve in the Lord's temple during the night. Lift up your hands toward the sanctuary and praise the Lord. Now, I chose this translation, the New English translation, because it's one of the few that accurately reflects what the original Hebrew said. Attention! It's a small little word in most other English translations. Just look over it. But look what it's telling us to do. It's giving us a reminder. It's telling us We need a reminder. Now this psalm was part of a series of psalms called Psalms of Ascent. Those psalms were sung as the worshipers were proceeding through Jerusalem and up to the mount where the temple was. So they already had in mind where they were going, and presumably they knew why, to worship God. But yet this song, the last one in that series, reminds them of what they're going to do. As it starts out, attention! We need those kind of reminders too, don't we? Let me ask you a question. Do you remember when the first Thanksgiving was? Now you're probably thinking, yeah, like back in 1600 sometime, right with the pilgrims? No? But let me ask you another question. Do you know when the last 
thanksgiving was. Or stated another way, when that thanksgiving ended. And you might be thinking, thanksgiving ended? What are you talking about? We do, we do this every year. But the first thanksgiving was not with the pilgrims. And that first thanksgiving ended abruptly, all at the same time and in the same place by the same two people, Adam and Eve. The first thanksgiving was their life. When they were living in perfect love, unity, and obedience to God. But it abruptly ended when they just started thinking about themselves. When they thought, you know, this isn't right. My life can be better. Yeah, I think that serpent was right. If I would just eat from that tree, then I will be like God. And that's when their life of thanksgiving to their gracious God ended. It ended with sin, with disobedience, with self-centeredness. When they thought they deserved more, they were entitled to it. That same problem has been passed down through all generations through our spiritual DNA. That's why I have to remind my boys to say thank you when they get their trick-or-treat candy. Because we all have this tendency to just think about ourselves and this is what I deserve. And it's not just the kids, it's us adults as well. And so Thanksgiving is a good time because we need that reminder. A reminder to do this, to recall the blessings that God has given us. In another psalm, the king writes, Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not. What he's saying is it's good to remind ourselves of all the things that we get from God. And then he goes on and he lists some. God, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. You can see his list actually is pretty comprehensive. Now maybe when we come up with our thank you list, it's easy to remember some big things, some big turnarounds that happened in our life recently. And that's what gets put on our thank you list. But look around. Isn't there so much more? The fact that our strength can be renewed day after day, just after a night's rest. Look around and see all the things, not just that are around us, but also inside of us that God has given us. So often, things we just take for granted, maybe don't even think about. But there is so much that we need to recall. Like the psalmist, on the top of our list needs to be the forgiveness of our sins. Because really, that is the greatest blessing. Now let me explain why. You see, immediately after Adam and Eve had disobeyed God and showed him their ingratitude, 
he followed up by showing his love and faithfulness in promising them a savior, take them away from, to rescue them from eternal death and separation from him. Isn't that the greatest blessing? That God would so wonderfully forgive our sins? This, too, was more than just a promise. It wasn't just possible that God would forgive me, but it really did happen, because God sent his own loved, perfect son into this world to take our place, to die under the wrath of God for our disobedience and ingratitude, so that we would not die, so that we can live forever. So it is the forgiveness of sins that's the greatest blessing as it reflects God's love and as it gives us life. Because along with that forgiveness comes faith in him, being made part of the family of God, and being given the gift of forever. And so Thanksgiving is a good time for us to recall all the blessings that God has given us, and on top of the list, his love to forgive us. As we recall those blessings, we also can be reminded that we need to recognize who is the source of those blessings and the reason that we have them. Now, sometimes in life we experience shortages, right? Sometimes we experience a disruption in service, you know, like the electricity going out, or somebody going on strike, or a business going out, and God forbid there may not be Twinkies anymore. <laughs> and sometimes we experience other losses, loss of health, loss of a loved one, loss of a job. And it seems that rather quickly when we go through the loss, it's easy to blame God. Why is he doing that? Why is he letting that happen? Why is he taking this away? And right there, we're admitting something. He is the source. He is the source of all we have and all we need. If you have ever experienced the disruption of services, the loss of something or someone, or shortages of something, and God forbid we would lose Twinkies. But let's also see in that there's an opportunity to reflect and be thankful on the God who does provide all that we need. As we think about that, we can also think about the reason. It's not because of us. Our ingratitude and our self-centeredness, and really our lack of being totally self-sufficient. Rather, it's all because of him. That moves us then to recognize that Thanksgiving is an opportunity for us to simply reflect the goodness of God in our praise. The psalmist in another song writes, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. Now, sometimes people think going to church isn't worth it. 
but you really don't get anything out of it. Now, we could be smug and simply respond by saying, well, it depends on what you put into it. And there's truth to that. But first, let's remember that coming to church isn't about us. It's about him. It's about proclaiming and praising him who has given us all that we have. It's about God. And when you give your heart in praise to God, you're going to find that you are going to get something back out of it. You will be reminded just how good our God is. There's a lot of traditions that go along with celebrating Thanksgiving. And sometimes, when just one of those little things can be missing or out of place, maybe it isn't turkey, something else, maybe a a favorite dish isn't there, maybe a certain family member wasn't able to be there, whatever it might be, things just don't seem to be like they're really Thanksgiving. Don't leave God out of your thanksgiving because then it won't be thanksgiving at all so let's recall why we're here to give praise to the god who has blessed us in so many ways when you think of thanksgiving there are various activities or traditions that come to mind yes there's the day off that everyone enjoys well most everybody unless you have to work There's the gathering of friends and family, football games, other special activities, and yes, the turkey on the table. But something that usually accompanies that picture is also the idea of prayer. Because at the time of Thanksgiving, it's also the time for us to use prayer to give thanks to God. That's what the psalmist continued in the last verse with a prayer. May the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth, bless you from Zion. When we pray, we come to realize two important things. First, how good God is in taking care of us. When we reflect on the blessings that he has given us and we give thanks to him, we realize how good he is as the creator of heaven and earth, the psalmist says, to bless us. Not only is is he the one who created it, but he's the one who continues to sustain everything in this world, to continue to provide for us. And all of that he does by just speaking his powerful word when we realize just how good God is in taking care of us, that moves us to pray with confidence. Because we know he knows our needs, even before we even ask him, as he says. And we know that he takes care of those needs. So as we give our thanksgiving, and then come to him with our needs, we can do so with confidence because we know just how good he is in taking care of us. And here's the second thing we come to realize. 
just how good God is in taking care of us. Yeah, it's the same thing. Because when we realize just how good God is in taking care of us, then we realize maybe just how much more we don't need. You know, we have our list of needs and our lists of wants. When we reflect on how God is so good to take care of us, maybe we come to realize we don't need more than what we have. And even if we've experienced some kind of shortage, some kind of lack of something, there is still another thing we will never be without. The psalmist said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. I will not lack anything. And here's why. Because we will always have God's grace. No matter what the circumstance. The Apostle Paul knew that. He went to God three times asking him to remove some painful thorn in the flesh that he had. And each time God's answer back to him was, my grace is sufficient for you. In other words, that's all you need. For my strength, he said, is made perfect in your weakness. Paul then realized, no matter what circumstance you're in, when you've got God's grace, you've got enough. For that reason, Paul would go on to say that he would boast all the more gladly in his weaknesses, because when he was weak, God would make him strong. He knew, as he said, God would spread his tent of grace over him, and he would be well taken care of. It's time to give thanks to God in prayer. And as we do that, we realize just how good God is in taking care of us. There is another reason to give thanks with God in prayer, and that is to use that prayer now to pray for others. That's what the psalmist was doing. May the Lord bless you from Zion. Zion was another name for the church, God's people, those who have the promises of God. Sometimes at Thanksgiving we reflect on how blessed we may be and how unfortunate others may be. That is, how they may have less than us. Everybody has God's grace. What they need to hear is that it never goes away, that that is sufficient for them. And so at this time of thanksgiving, let us use it as an opportunity also to pray for others, that they may have a knowledge and trust in God's grace. When he says to be blessed from Zion, again, he's referring to God's people. Thanksgiving can be a time for us to reflect our thanks to God as we express our concern for others. Let's share with them the promise of God's grace, the certainty of it in their life now. Let's share with them the good things that God has given to us. For those who are less fortunate, 
let's think of ways that we can help them, as we demonstrate here by showing that we can bring our food items here so that we can hand it out to those who are in need. Whatever our acts of support may be, let's send it along with a prayer that they come to know God's grace. Pick somebody this season, somebody who has a need, and pray for them and see how God may lead you to supply their need, that you can bless them as God's people. There's a time for everything. There's a time for thanksgiving. We need the reminder, and God deserves the thanks. When we give him the thanks, we'll also be blessed. So have a happy Thanksgiving. Amen. We continue with the responsive reading to give thanks to God with prayer, which is on the bottom of page four. Devote yourselves to